World Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copyvasta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepy Podsta, the Creepy Pasta Podcast. Hello, welcome to the show. I'm the host of it, Jeff. You're listening to this in October? Um, oh, maybe November? I, I'm not sure. Well, it's a little difficult because um, I have uh, a guest with me. Please welcome, welcome back to the show, Hannah Burge. Hello, it me. Uh, it, it her. And um, <laughs> Hannah, we <laughs> recorded two episodes and then we ran out of time because um, Hannah and I have uh, complementary brains. That's like complementary the it's a homophone like it sounds the same as another word that means a different thing um i mean mm-hmm. the way where um our brains fit together to make a whole piece and the way they fit together to make a whole piece is such that we uh form very effective halves of uh extremely lengthy uh deep and fascinating conversations um it, it's it re- <laughs> thanks it, jeff this is very nice I, I mean it requires quite a bit um for brains to do that and i have that um with some uh some people um it was difficult when uh you were on with judd because i also <laughs> i also have that with judd because i have known judd for um i guess about 10 years now maybe 11 years uh no i've known judd since september of 2006 i could actually pick point the date when I met Judd if I went back into my calendars a bit. Um, so wow. I've, I've known Judd for, uh, by the time this episode airs, 12 years, actually. Um, so we know each other really, really well, and we've formed into the people we are while we knew each other. And that is, um, like, I we met when we were 18, and now we're both 30. And so, like, we in many ways grew up together, in quotes, because it's not growing up from child to adult, but growing up from, like, the end of adolescence to actual adulthood. And so our brains fit together such that when we have conversations, we have very similar senses of humor, and they kind of play off of each other. Um, And every once in a while, you meet a new person like that. Uh, My friend Chris, I am like that with, I haven't known Chris as long. I think I met Chris in 2009. We didn't really become friends until, like, 2011-ish. And then, like, we're also similarly inseparable. Um, And Mm. now, Hannah is uh, an internet friend, but um, our uh, conversations tend to have that same uh, very long, um, rambling simpatico. I think simpatico is the the word I'm searching for uh, to describe this. Um, But anyway, so we ran out of time recording those first two, and then we were going to record the third one about this weird video. And then I was looking at the suggestions list, and the next three that I was sending to Judd, actually, which I'm going to record with him, two of them were videos, and the third was not a video. So I was like, let's just swap these, and I'll do the three videos with Judd, and we'll do three normal stories with Hannah. Um, that is, like, theme-appropriate. So, But what, what Jeff didn't know is that, uh, remember how... 
The one story we read about that cabin, cabin was infinitely away. long. Yeah. Well, guess what? Somehow this one is longer. Yes, we uh, picked a longer story that also has a lengthy sequel, but I didn't repeat the mistake from last time. I listened to the uh, two hour and 47 minute long Mr. Creepypodster reading of this story. Um, actually, I think it's shorter than that because he accidentally repeat, like he clipped in like a big segment repeated, like 20 minutes of it or something, 15 minutes maybe. Oops. Uh, so I guess probably it's closer to a two and a half hour long story. And I listened to that. And then I read the, uh, seven part sequel to it. That is extremely bad. Um, but we're going to talk right now, um, primarily about the main story, which is called, I dared my best friend to ruin my life. He's succeeding by, uh, submitted two years ago. Uh, actually I can get the exact date submitted June 26th, 2016 by Reddit user ZandSand90. Um, I could find nothing about this person. Oh, I tried desperately. Really? The only thing... The part yeah, part the 7 thing has a link to their real-life um, existence. Part oh, I think I probably was so, like, uh, mind-numb by yeah. the time I in took this much garbage that I wasn't looking around for links. Yeah. Part uh, 7 of the sequel you- is, like, the end, the true end, and it has the... Um, the link to who this person actually is. Oh, Reddit crashed on me. It says, sorry, we have failed you. Try refreshing. That's... Sorry, we have I, That's never happened. It's just like black text on a white screen. Usually, if Reddit's over capacity, I get a little, like, image with the Reddit alien being like, oh, I've, I, we crashed our spaceship. Sorry, something's gone wrong. But this is oh, boy. a much... Yeah, it's just like giving me a loading signal. Oh, it's doing the same thing for you. Did Reddit crash? Yeah. Oh, it could be. <laughs> what do you mean? did reddit crash it can't do it that way hold on uh let's search for it on the internet yeah i was gonna search on google and then go to the google cache version uh yeah here we go click this little green arrow here cached uh it's opening yeah here we go oh wait, wait, no. wait. explain what you've it, it what? started loading uh and now it's not loading <laughs> wait explain what oh, i did no. i uh oh but it didn't work i don't need to explain it anymore okay <laughs> i thought you had fixed all of our problems, uh, but you didn't. No, I, I, if I view the text-only version, I think that'll show up. Yeah, here we go. Oh, 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 Jeff, what? Jeff, hey, this uh, first one is on the uh, Creepypasta Wikia. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, I have the main yeah, yeah. story open, the first part, anyway. Oh, you do? Uh, Alright, well, Creepypasta Wikia just made this also possible for me. So, so um, we're in good shape. We'll, Everything's we'll fine. We'll blaze through it, since we're already somehow seven minutes into this episode. <laughs> Uh, we haven't said anything. Um, <laughs> so here oh, is uh, uh, what happens in I Dared My Best Friend to Ruin My Life and He's Succeeding. Well, one, it was probably posted before that rule about uh, clickbait titles because that's extremely a clickbait title. Uh, yep. Two, um, it's not good. So here's... Okay, I found the link finally to the actual... This person's actual page. Uh, the author's name oh, is cool. Harrison Prince. Um, has a whole subreddit. Uh, and... Uh, he has a whole subreddit? R slash Harrison Prince. I think Reddit... Oh, I saw this, I saw this, I saw this. Yeah. again. There's also R slash David fucking King. Yeah. Which is, oh my god, insufferable. It is just like all fan theories about this 
nightmare of a nothing story. Yeah. So the initials, God, the initial story, I don't hate that much. I think it's like a yeah. sort of clever setup. Um, so basically, what happens is this guy Xander is being like, I um, made a, I was friends with this guy for a little while because we worked together, and then um, I. I lost my job and then uh, we stayed friends, but we were both like really bored with life. So he told me to uh, dare him to ruin my life. So I did. And then he dared me to ruin uh, his life. And then like a year later, I started noticing a bunch of weird stuff happening to me. Uh, Hannah, what sort of weird stuff started happening to this main character whose name, by the way, is Xander Jones. Kill me. Kill me. Uh, Xander spelled with a Z. It's not even short for Alexander, like spelled with an X, uh-huh. like how a, a regular weirdo would do it. It's just Xander with a Z. The, Xander Jones, like he's some kind of goddamn kung fu hero or something. It's absurd. Or a detective. That's what I uh, thought of. Yeah. Uh, I. So, did you ever see the show Drawn Together when that was airing? Oh, right. The main one of the the like gay prince. Uh, the link on that gay, is Xander. gay Zelda. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Sorry, right. I forgot. Zelda's the boy. Um, Link is the sword. <laughs> yep, yep. How could you have forgotten and about the Princess video game? Sheik is the the pink one. Uh, I don't like any of them. Go on, Princess Peach. You mean? Yeah. Jeez, uh, oh, I'm getting it all wrong. <laughs> I forgot there was one pink princess. Go on. <laughs> yes. Tell me some of the things that uh, David does okay. to Xander. Okay. So. Well, first of all, he, like, starts smashing his windows of his car every day. That's a lot of work, and it's impressive that he replaces these car windows every day. He, like, ruins his credit by opening a bunch of credit cards and, like, maxing them out. Uh, and he does the same to uh, Xander's parents. He, Which, pretty uh, clever. Yeah. No, these are all, like, that... The, the stuff like that, or like, I don't know, the more obviated one, which is like, uh, create a fake uh, Facebook account, and uh, it all it does is say Nazi. Uh, that's fine. And there is some other stuff that also doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, boy, oh boy. It's all of that sort. And then eventually, like, Xander's claim is that he forgot about this. He's like, oh, he forgot that I dared my best friend to ruin my life and now everything bad's happening. Like, Yeah, like, him and David okay. ended up sort of having a falling out. Like, not really a falling out, they just, like, drifted apart. So they weren't, like, mm-hmm. hanging out or talking ever since the dare. So he just kind of forgot about it. Um, I mean, like, while he was still... So you said that he lost his job before they became good friends and had the stare, but it actually, he left the job after because uh, right that's why they drifted apart see i thought i yeah. thought i thought that part of why they made the dare was because they were unemployed um no they just were like quote unquote like had a boredom with life or something yeah. stupid and they're all like lamenting high school and its structure and they're like oh but college sounds too hard and the military in no way and i instantly hate them yeah god i hate them so much college but is anyway, super easy uh like yeah i had a friend who calculated exactly how much how many uh lectures he could miss and still get a passing grade so that he could graduate <laughs> and he was able to go do it uh we yep. we looked at playtime hours
powers based on everyone's nicknames in Super Smash Brothers, like right before we graduated. And um, we determined that the top two players could both have gotten a major in Super Smash Brothers Melee and a minor in Super Smash Brothers Brawl based only on the <laughs> play hours that they logged under their main Ooh. nickname. Um, I think one of them could even have gotten a minor in playing as Ganondorf. Uh, I, I can't <laughs> I can't remember if the, the stats for uh, played hours got that granular or not. Um, Ganondorf Jeez, was a popular geez. choice because he's a very bad character to play as in that game, so people, like, all of these people, they loved to play Smash Brothers. They had the big corner dorm and set up, like, a big projector and would just play Smash Brothers, like, all the time. Um, mm, and it was... Uh, actually, Judd was uh, one of these people in the storm. Um, uh, and that's, like, how I met him was through all these people. Um, I think Judd also had a major or a minor in... Um, I can't remember. Uh, there's... Uh, people moved in and out of the dorm and moved around a lot, so it's hard to remember who was there the whole time, especially because I have a spotty mm-hmm. memory. Uh, but it was very fun because they uh, decided to all start, start playing as Ganondorf as a joke, and then did it so much that they all became really good playing as Ganondorf. <laughs> uh, which is very fun to me. Um, that's good. Anyway, extremely good. Tell me more anyway, of the things. So, so, so after all this, all this bad stuff happens, uh, Xander's like, "Oh yeah, my horrible friend." Um, and the reason he remembers is because they're talking about like, "Oh, in high school, there was like a minimum required effort <coughs> to like get through it, and like I miss having that minimum placed on me, so I don't just like lay on the couch and eat Cheetos for a year." Uh, and like one of the times that uh, his car is broken into, uh, he sees a note that is. <laughs> "Quote unquote," slipped into the ignition keyhole. Excuse me. It makes me? sense. He said it was written on a post-it. I just—that's more work than it's worth by a lot. Yeah, well, everything uh, David King does is more worth than it's worth more work than it's worth by a lot. Also, no, 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 no. Okay, this is important. The fact that in the, like he says like, "Oh, David, period, fucking, period, King, period," in the story a lot, and then it got picked up in the comments as like how people talked about him, like capital D David, capital F fuck. King, capital K King. And then in the sequel, that's just how they refer to him. Yep, as if it's how his everyone name. in the story refers yeah. to him. Um, God, I hate it. It's more really than frustrating. Anything. Yeah. Woo. Anyway, uh, so this note says, uh, you have to increase your minimum required effort. And so he's like, oh, yeah, I remember this horrible friend. I'm going to go see his parents. I hate this minimum required <laughs> effort thing. It sounds like some Jordan too. Peterson garbage. Like, yeah. like it's, it, it's, it's, it sounds like the type of jargon that is um, like some kind of BS self-help guru would say to be like you can't be a you can't be a beta cuck manlet. You have to increase your minimum required effort. It's like come <laughs> Except on. Except it would be like capital M minimum, capital R required, yes. capital E effort. And, and they'd only ever say that once, yeah. and then it would get abbreviated to MRE. <laughs> yeah, you have to <laughs> you have to have a gorilla mindset to increase your minimum required effort so please buy gorilla mres <laughs> god i hate it yeah it's miserable <laughs> and it could also be meals ready to eat yeah that's the that's the double entendre yeah. i was shooting for. i'm just making sure everyone is everyone's in on the joke yeah. i don't know if that's a common thing for people to know oh yeah anyway. i think that those uh i i like I wish that there was a reliable place to cheaply buy MREs, because I think that uh, they're pretty tasty. 
Also, I love the I, fact that you can just put, like, some water in a big plastic bag and it has a heating element that chemically reacts to boil the water and cook the food. That's awesome. Yeah. Have you seen those, uh, the heat packs? The, uh, I think it's sodium acetate heating packs where, like, basically it's, a uh, liquid. It's, like, a essentially super cooled solid. Uh, so it's remaining liquid even at the temperature and pressure that it should be a solid. Hmm. And then you, like, hit it on something. And the amount of energy from that is enough to start the crystallization process. And it like very quickly turns from liquid to solid. And that process is extremely exothermic. So it releases a ton of heat. And you just like use that as a hand warmer for hours. And then you can reuse it. It's really cool to watch too. You should watch it online. Because I, man, I did it in real life and it was so enjoyable. That sounds Uh, really cool. I love, I love all this like survivalist technology that we've come up with. Um. Yeah, I, wish, I, I wish especially love when it's chemistry. Yeah. Because then I, I feel so satisfied. Yeah, because that's your field. It is the field that I do. Uh, anyway, so, God, he goes to his horrible friend's parents, and we, we get the detail that, okay, so I just listened to the episodes that you did with Phil, because, yeah, at this time, that's what's happening. It's it's July, yeah. everybody. Yeah, we're recording this uh, on July 8th, uh, and you're hearing it in October or November. I'm not sure, because I have lost count of how many episodes I've recorded at this point. <laughs> so the episodes you did with Phil just came out, and everyone, you, both times in the two stories I've heard you read, you were like, there are so many unnecessary details. Why is this happening? Yeah. And this is another one of those, like, just one oh, of the tenets so of many. I went through like, and highlighted a bunch of bad stuff in the sequel, but we'll we'll get there. I think the we'll I, th- I think the only way we'll talk about the sequel is just going through the highlighted parts. Because uh, yeah, that sounds fine. Like, I I we can quickly recap what happens. Uh, but go on. Uh, so he goes to the, the the unnecessary detail that brought all this to mind is they're like, oh well, D- David's parents waited until like really late to have a kid, so his mom is already seventy five when David's twenty three. Right. We did Why? the math on this. And that means she had him at age 52, which I think would <laughs> like, be like close to a, a world record. <laughs> so I thought about this a little bit more after you texted it to me. And I was like, maybe they're trying to make an implication that like, that's why he's all messed up is because his parents were older. And like, typically, when older women have children, there's a much higher risk of birth defects. Yeah. But uh, guess what? Psychopathy is not one of them my dude. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, his mom's like, oh yeah, he's not home. Uh, and also he doesn't have the same phone anymore. Can you just like get the number off my phone? Why? Why do you have to get it off my phone? So I don't understand. Uh, between 1997 and 1999, which um, <laughs> is not quite as old as David is, uh, he would have been born in 93 mm-hmm. if he's 23 and this story came out in uh, 2016. 2016. Um, there were 539 births reported in the United States among mothers over 50. Wow. That is that not is many. not many. That is four <laughs> per 100,000 births. Um, so this, this is exceeding, like, she should have been 65, not 75. There's also nothing in the story that justifies her being 75. She doesn't do anything or like, she doesn't like fall over and break a hip or anything. Like, there's, (laughs) there's nothing that's enhanced by, in the story by her being 75 instead of a reasonable age, like 60 to 65, if you want to have her be an especially old mother. 
It reminds me so much of uh, that part of Pen Pal where they're like hanging out in the woods all the time and there's like, they have like an old neighbor or something and she just like had a husband who died but she's extremely old and senile and like the mother of the protagonist is like, if someone started living with her, she would probably think that that was her husband, right? Because she's old, so old, <laughs> right? Like, this is so unnecessary what you've done. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I, I, like, that was really obvious. Um, yeah. And it does actually, that's plot relevant, at least, where it's like, oh, she's, I mean, she's super old and going a little senile and, like, maybe early stages of dementia. So she doesn't necessarily understand who people are all the time. Oh, but the okay. Thing is, like, <laughs> while I think a lot of the parts of Pen Pal are very good, that's the worst one. And it's because that's the central theme of the plot. Like, that is dumb. That's not a good premise. Whereas, like, the first one, the one where he gets, like, carried out into the woods and comes back and they've, like, this happens to him a bunch of times and, like, you get the feeling that it's probably supernatural, but then you find out that it's not. I'm like, oh, man, extremely good. Uh, so anyway, uh, man, we are really good at getting off topic. Yeah, extremely. <laughs> extremely good. Um, so then, uh, David breaks into their house and steals a bunch of their stuff. Yeah, he steals, like, a TV, a PlayStation, or an Xbox, I forget, uh, Lots of expensive stuff, yeah. yeah. Computer. And then uh, the cops show up and choo, 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 choo. this is wow I'm scrolling through a lot of irrelevant story right now yes oh by the way one of his roommates is a guy named Clark who is his new best friend and is the oh god point of view character in the sequel why yeah why gotta oh, be yeah. that Cl Clark who is his um his roommate alongside uh, what is, Isaac is one of them right Isaac is one of them and, the, and Ivan is the other really? which makes it impossible uh, to remember yes are you sure yeah. uh, are you sure I got Isaac, mm -hmm. right? Ah, oh, damn. Yeah, I'm positive That's about this because Isaac's the one who dies. Uh, right, okay. Oh, and then I okay. So I maybe I just like wasn't reading carefully enough, but they gain another roommate named Jackson. Jackson is who I I think it's Ivan. And no, there's four. There's four by is the end. Is there? Yes, Isaac, Ivan, protagonist, <sighs> Clark, and Jackson. Or Clark. But Clark moves <laughs> out at some point. Does Jackson maybe replace Clark? Maybe Ivan also moves out pretty early mm. after all this shit goes down. Anyway, this is what we mean, audience. It's imparsable. Yeah. There's. So so much happening for no reason. Anyway, so they David steals all of uh the money of the protagonist uh and then Clark is like, hey, let's uh fuck up his house. Let's like spray paint his house, am I right? And Xander's like, what a good idea. And so they go to do it and write thief on his house in spray paint, and they make sure to say that. Clark starts on one side and is writing the T, and Xander starts on the other side and is writing the F, which eventually becomes relevant. God, how does it become relevant? It's also, and also, this is a part where they're like, it took us three seconds. No, no, it didn't. <laughs> no, you said no, that the letters didn't. were like four feet tall each. The, it didn't. Yeah. Give you, it take it would take you like more than three seconds per letter. Ugh, really <laughs> annoying. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, and then David shows up within the three seconds it took them. Uh, uh, sorry, David fucking King, as it says in the text, shows up. And then they're like, we're gonna split up 
and uh then david finds the protagonist and like attacks him uh then also the other thing is like do you know what this remind me feature on reddit is mm, like in the, oh, in the comments there's, there's bots that will like mm-hmm. dm you um to mm. to like remind you that you posted that comment in like a week or whatever you said it to oh i see i think so, that's what it does the author of this story goes through every comment and there's like 200 per one of these things and if anyone says like remind me in five hours that i made this comment he will reply like remind me has failed you here's a link to the next story to everyone how much time did that take you did you have to so much time yeah it's like an interesting promo thing that this author did um and in the sequel uh the character who's posting from the same account he didn't need to be but is no uh, they made like a weird plot contrivance uh for him to be posting from the same account um but like they how they point out that Clark is not interacting in the comments as much. He says so many times, like, I know you all loved it when Xander interacted in the comments with you, and I'm so sorry that I can't do that. It's like, do, do you have to do this? It's a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, anyway. It's a good way to justify so, not going to all that big uh, trouble. I mean, or you could just, like, not do it. Like, what are people going to do? Be like, hey, why aren't you linking me to the next post? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Uh, anyway, so then, like, while David is attacking the protagonist, uh, he's like, guess what? I kidnapped your girlfriend, uh, because the girlfriend's been involved in this stuff so far. Her name is Katie. Uh, Her name is Katie. And so he, like, holds the phone up to Xander's ear, and he hears Katie say hello. And then Xander gets real mad, uh, real mad. Oh, yeah, he, he, if you want to find the exact quote, you can, but he basically is like, I'm gonna really mess you up, David. I'm gonna kill you. It's gonna be bad. Yeah, I'm gonna kill you, you son of a bitch. You'll burn in hell. I forgot this is relevant. Yeah. Because, uh, what happens is after the protagonist and Clark leave, they go to the police. uh, They go to the police, yeah, and they find a detective. Fuck. This person does not know how psychopaths work and also how detectives work. This person doesn't because... know how pretty much anything works. <laughs> yeah, Hernandez geez. is I... one of the weirdest aspects of both of these stories. Because <laughs> he's so like, true. I can't give out police information and then just tells them all the facts about the case. And he's like, <laughs> I, I, it's not gonna be... It's just like, it's so weird because there's no reason why Hernandez should be so hostile towards the main character. And then there's at some point a couple situations where there's no reason why the main character should continue trusting Hernandez. Uh, and yet both things are true. (laughs) So, oh, the reason that they, uh, go to interact with the police is because, uh, the cops show up at their door and they're like, Hey, Clark, you're under arrest for doing the spray painting that you did. We, know about it and um then xander goes down to the police station to (laughs) 
God, I'm just reading all the author's notes at the beginning of this post and it's making me angry. Um, so yeah, after they go to the police station, Katie's mom calls Xander and he responds in the weirdest way I can imagine, which is like, she's like, hi, I'm Katie's mom. Do you know where my daughter is? And he's like, I can't talk now. I'm in a rush. I don't know. Bye. <laughs> what? Yeah, why would you not be like, I'm gonna come over right now and tell you what's going on? Yeah, because your daughter was kidnapped. So... It's so weird. It doesn't make any sense. The characters don't behave in, in realistic ways at all. Or not even, no. not even like tropey movie ways. Like, I sort of no. recognize some of the movie character archetypes, especially in the sequel, but none of them are mm -hmm. interacting with the plot in the ways that those archetypes normally would, and none of them have any kind of justification for why they're behaving how they are, or why they've turned from normal people into weird action movie archetypes. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Oh boy, will we get to that. So where um, is ultimately this um, first... Oh, right. So this stuff all keeps happening and eventually Xander like... Oh, right. Uh, so they arrest um, Xander because David King's house burned down and his mother died. Yeah. And, and so they like basically the detectives who were helping with the case, like, well, the detective who was working on this case without like anybody knowing about it for no reason uh, but is still involved with the police I don't know I don't understand um, like had been trying to get a hold of Xander because he learned something but Xander was like sleeping in a Walmart parking lot that night uh, and like he also sees David there but then uh, he like the main character goes to David's house to steal some stuff from his computer and then David's house burns down so they have evidence of like him being at the yeah. same place as David, and then also him being at David's house, and then because David, they find the... Yeah, and then David forges the uh, voicemail that he took the recording of him saying you'll burn in hell, and then sent it as a voicemail to his own phone. Yeah, boy, he does a lot of stuff. A lot of technology uh, things that says that the author doesn't know what hacking is. <laughs> That's so true! <sighs> oh, it's so bad. Uh, anyway, oh, another important detail is before uh, Xander gets arrested again, um, Clark like gets out of jail, his mom bails him out, and then he's like, hey, my dude, this is like not cool. Oh, we, that's I'm leaving forever. I forgot yeah. that Clark got arrested for <laughs> uh, spray painting thief on David's house. Yep, yep, uh, he got arrested. And then, and uh, yeah, he shows up at, uh, is it, is this the murder scene of yes. their roommate? Okay, their roommate has been yes. murdered, and at the murder scene, uh, Clark shows up with his mom and is like, screw you, Xander. And his mom's like, Xander, you're a bastard. This is all your fault, asshole. <laughs> and then, like, they yeah. leave. Um, which... Okay, so spoiler alert, obviously, but later, this later, this is, stuff. this, this I actually sort of liked. It plays with, um, unreliable narrator trope, uh, interestingly, where later Xander is like, 
I posted that Clark left angry as part of our plan so that David wouldn't know that Clark and I were still working together. Wait, so wait, that we wait, could wait. Get you've got to wait on this because it requires a lot of explanation. Right. It's, sure. Yeah. I just wanted to touch on it briefly now because mm-hmm. uh, in the sequel, they reference this same scene, except they retcon it so that Clark and his mom did actually get mad because David <laughs> was actually watching them at the time, but Xander secretly signaled to them to just pretend to get mad. <laughs> Whereas this story had, the first series had already established <laughs> that that part of the story was a lie, that yep. Clark and his mom didn't leave angry, they left normal and sympathetic at the, at <laughs> the like, pleading of Xander. And then, for some reason, the sequel forgot that that happened and was like, I need to offer another explanation for why Clark and his mom were mad in that one part. <laughs> like, no, you don't. Why? You already explained that. <laughs> and also, I I also listened to that Mr. Creepypodster recording. Did you notice that he doesn't know what the word arraignment is? Yeah, and I did notice that he said arrangement. arrangement. Uh, yeah, kill me dead. I so it. weird. Anyway, so he gets a uh, public defense attorney and the guy's like, hey, I'm going to help you out. And he's like, Xander, please just write about your uh, your side of the story on this paper and then we'll talk to everybody about it. And he's like, okay. And his um, public defender's name is what? Tyler or something? Terry. Terry. I think. That's right. Terry Terry Cruz. Is that right? I'm not looking at it. Tyler so would have been weird. Be- Terry is makes that <laughs> Makes more sense. Terry, I'm sorry. Terry J- No! <laughs> His first name's Terry. Okay. His last name is Jason. J-A-Y-S-O-N. Jesus Why Christ. Why did you have to? Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, so then uh, the arrangement, as it were, doesn't go very well, and then they're like, hey, we're transferring you to a higher security prison for your holding, and Sanders like, why? And Hernandez is like, because we are. The, and then- the- <laughs> names in, in this, the names of the characters in this remind me of that there's a screenshot that goes around sometimes of an 80s uh, baseball video game that was made in Japan but uh, <laughs> characters have American names um, and like all of their names are really ludicrous things that people in America aren't actually named because the <laughs> Japanese people making the game just like had to make up names and they don't know English um, so <laughs> like R.B. McDonald yeah that kind of thing R.B. the meathead McDonald's? Yep, exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's what all the names in this reminded me of, and it's so... Because, yeah. like, they're spelled weird or, like, Terry Jason, that already sounds like a porn star name, and then it's spelled J-A-Y-S-O-N, <laughs> and that makes it doubly weird. It's just so yeah. strange. I don't think Hernandez has ever given a first name. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, Detective is his first name as far as I know. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, the car crashes because, uh, it, it do. I don't remember why. It's fine. But the thing is that then David shows up and he's like, I'm busting you out, my dude. And he, like, gets on the radio and is like, oh, no, Xander stabbed the cop driver so that Xander can't, like, go back. And David's like, hey, we're still playing the game. And also, Hernandez says hello. Excuse me? I 
paid him to let me track this car. Yeah. <laughs> what are you saying? Yeah. Yep. Uh, and even when <gasps> this is later revealed to have been part of Xander's plan all along or whatever, uh, for Hernandez to make it seem like he's on David's side, um, no, he wouldn't be allowed to be a cop anymore. <laughs> he wouldn't be allowed to be a cop anymore. He would have to stop being yeah. a cop. Also, the prosecutor's <laughs> name is Adam, uh, Adam Luderman, L-E-U-D-E-R-M-A-N. <laughs> Oh, no, I forgot about it. Uh, no. God, I just happened to see it. It's pretty dumb. <laughs> I'm sorry that you had to see it. Uh, David also gives him $2,000 in cash. I guess as an excuse so that the narrator can, like, do something now because he doesn't have any money. Uh, so he goes to a place. Um, they don't think they say where. A town. Yep. And he lives in a rundown apartment complex and pays weekly. That's not an apartment, as far as I know. No, you can. You can find very, uh, very cheap, um, I guess you would call it, like, a, a flop house, um... No, that's the other podcast. That's yeah, not yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, like, um... <sighs> What a, that's like a like a uh, I forget the polite term like a, a men's mm. home or something like that. Oh, I see. Um, where you it sounds like a hostel. Similar, but you can get like your own room, and it's not that expensive. Okay. Um, All right. <laughs> it's funny. I actually found the Wikipedia article for Flophouse, and it says, see also, Capsule Hotel, Common, what? common Lodging House, Hostel, and mm -hmm. Punk House. 20 minutes later. But Jeff was saying uh, when we were going to record, he was like, oh, uh, I have to record seeing Reddit at 7.30, so we just have to be done by then. And I was like, oh, of course, that won't be a problem. <laughs> but now it's been an hour, and we're like not even done with the first portion of this series. So uh, shall we continue? Yes, please. Um, where were we in the story? Uh, uh, so Xander had just moved to New City, question mark. Oh, right. He uh, got... He got David King broke him out of jail. Um, Excuse me, that's not his name. David broke him out of jail. <laughs> uh, Good. Uh, and he um, is like, I broke you out of jail so we can keep playing the game. And then, yeah, Xander moves to a new city. To live in a punk house. <sighs> to live in a punk house. <laughs> that's why we did this. Right, so I forgot. That's why this <laughs> happened. That's why this yeah. half an hour other podcast got inserted into this podcast. <laughs> oh, it was really good, though. Uh, uh, you know, if so I uh, start up another podcast, maybe it should be uh, about revisiting early 2000s pop punk. Oh my god, Jeff, I have to be the co-host on this podcast. Yeah, that's it's, what I mean. Yeah, no, that would be very extremely enjoyable for both of us, I think. Yeah. It'd be really good. That'll maybe that'll be a project for next summer. Yeah, yeah, that would be very good. Let's uh let's re revisit this idea when uh both of us aren't going to die. Cool. Okay, cool. So, now we get to the twist, uh which is uh David comes to live in the same town uh and then uh Xander says in the text of the story, "Hello David King, I know you're reading this." And it reveals to us that uh the reason he posted this on Reddit was so that David would read it and he would figure out where David was 
was and be able to like get at him to like convince him to come meet him and the craziest thing about this whole story is that <clears throat> he was like in the story he says it's Saturday July 2nd 7.32pm and guess what guess when I read this story <laughs> July 2nd at 7.30 I was good. like what are you saying that's pretty good be? it was terrifying and this was, was like, um this was posted on Sunday July 3rd at uh, midnight and 36 minutes so man wow boy oh boy we are really uh current here well when this gets released we're not <laughs> uh anyway so then he's like hey you need to come to wells park with my girlfriend or else i'm gonna uh show everyone all the information i have about you thanks david bye yeah and that's the end of this one which takes us to the final part of the first series oh you know what this of is sorry this is utc time so the 36 minutes means that in fiction he posted he posted this four minutes after he said the time was not several hours later my bad oh okay 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 I I was confused there for a second, uh, too. <laughs> yeah, like, what? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Uh, yep. So, uh... He, he, he says he's, go he's gonna release all of David's information to everyone who's ever commented on the story if David doesn't show up to this park with Katie at 10pm. Yep, he'll send it to the king of the police and everyone will know that he did every crime. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, so then David emails him and is like, I'm not meeting in that public of a place. Uh, I'll meet you in this abandoned warehouse. That's fine. Um, so, Xander like specifically doesn't tell him until like right where they're supposed to meet like when so that David can't do anything bad at that place and then they have a standoff uh there's some slow clapping uh some extremely uncomfortable dialogue uh Katie's there and uh David has a partner with him who's holding Katie and uh Xander's like you gotta get that guy out of here and David's like okay and shoots him in the head excuse me yeah not relevant doesn't come back up again yeah it doesn't <laughs> end up mattering at all and in the sequel they decide that that person was actually a character who like had a whole story and and, like, the other characters in the sequel are like, I was mad at David for killing that guy because I liked him. But, like, we don't, yep. we don't care. There's no reason why it happened here. <laughs> yep, exactly. I mean, the thing is, like, intuitively, my brain was like, oh, he did that to show, like, what level David's willing to go to. But then I remembered he killed his own mom. Yeah. So, no, we knew yeah, killing, what he was willing to go Killing to. your own mom to own the libs is uh, <laughs> the intrusive thought that I had the whole time. <laughs> God. Uh, jeez. So he's like, oh, we're gonna go to the uh, manager's box of the warehouse, I guess? I don't know. And then uh, they are all in there, and then... Doo -doo -doo -doo. Oh, Clark shows up. Yeah, Cl right. uh, this is the part that really bothered me, is it says he'd started to pull the trigger, referring to <laughs> the gun pointed at Katie's head. You don't start to pull a trigger. It's like, it's a millimeter of motion between not pulling the trigger and having pulled the trigger. There's, yeah. there's no starting to pull the trigger, and then, like, there's enough time for someone to tackle you after you've started, but before you've finished. That doesn't happen. <laughs> Uh, oh, I also remember that in the comments on the sequel, we find out that Clark class name is Ulysses. Yes, we find that out Fuck. in the text of the story, too. God, Clark I hate Ulysses. it. Clark Ulysses, awful. Oh, Katie has a dumb last name, too. It's like Katie Simons, spelled S-I-M-O-N-D-S. Yeah. It's like, 
It's all. It's like he's only ever heard names spoken aloud and has never <laughs> seen them written down. Because there's also a yeah. character in the sequel named Craig spelled with a K instead of a C. What? Mm-hmm. No one spells it that way. It looks like it no looks like the name Craig of an orc. K. It's awful. I hate it. Oh god. Yeah. It's so extremely upsetting to look at this story the whole time you're looking at it. Uh, yeah. Um, Clark shows up and he says the most cliche action movie line. Uh, uh, please forgive my language. I'm quoting from the story, but you need to hey, know. Hey, Jeff, we've been saying fuck this whole episode. I haven't. Yeah, it's in the story. <laughs> oh, okay. No, but I. it's specifically this is um, a word that is not okay for boys to say. Um, oh, I see. Clark, I jumps, Clark jumps out and he says, remember me, bitch? And it's <laughs> totally like a Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger thing to say. Yeah. Uh, when he... <sighs> It says that, and then the rest of the sentence is Clark jeered, and then punched in a downward arc into the side of David's head. <laughs> yeah, like, what? You ex- you compared this story to Jeff the Killer, and I thought that was a stupid comparison until this scene, and then when I read the sequel, and then I'm like, yep. no, this story is totally just Jeff the Killer written by someone older. A Jeff the Killer written by someone older and also not a masterpiece of bad. Yes. Like, it's so, it's like just bad enough that it makes me angry to read it. Yeah, this is just regular bad. It's not like enjoyably bad, but it is, I think it is instructive, like, We've picked it apart a lot about the things that are bad and the, like, it just misses the mark so many times in so many small ways, despite being a good idea, Mm -hmm. which is so strange. You usually don't, usually the very basis of a story is awful from the start, but this one is a good idea and parts of the execution are good, but like, there's a dozen tiny errors and like bad choices in every part of the eight part story and so it ends up yeah. being bad overall. Yeah, like you know that I mm, as number one fan of all creepypasta, uh, I love Jeff the Killer so much. I just it's so extremely bad. Like the line uh they it's something like they opened the door and at it appeared that Barbara all dressed up just like his parents. Like what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> nothing and like you can't help but like enjoy it because you know some 13 year old was sitting at their computer like yeah i am the coolest this yeah is you can write. you can hear the voice of the author so strongly through yeah. um jeff the killer and it's like an enjoyable voice that you kind of like you get the idea that this person was having fun writing it and like yeah exactly. they thought it they thought it was cool but they also thought it was like funny and kind of like um, like splattery, like a bad horror movie that they weren't supposed to be watching at that age. Yeah. This story, the author's voice also comes through very strongly, but you get the idea that they're trying to make like a genuinely compelling piece of art. Yeah. And, and they it's didn't. Like, no, you can't. You are not doing it. It's jo- oh. it's joyless. It's utterly joyless. <laughs> yeah. The like uh, third genre of that. Pancake Family, which we talk about a lot. I just want to say that I looked into the author of Pancake Family, just like, I wonder what A.A. Peterson's doing now. And, oh, I looked at their uh, Reddit feed, and they had just posted a post like, I don't understand what gets popular. Uh Because in the text of it, they're like, so I wrote The Pancake Family, and everyone really liked The Pancake Family. And it was the first thing I wrote, and I was like, okay, this isn't that good. I can write so much better than this. Everyone's gonna love it. And then he's like, I wrote after that, like, three stories that I, like, really poured my heart into 
and I thought they were like pretty genuinely good short stories and pieces of literature and like they got like eight upvotes and I just don't understand and I was like I'm so sorry that oh sucks. man it was so sad did you read any of the other stories were they good I did yeah um I mean I think that A.A. Peterson is actually a really good writer I hmm. the pancake family is written amazingly well it's yeah so stupid but the writing is so good yeah and that's the thing is if you told told this person write what you wrote in the pancake family but make it about like a normal crime that, yeah, that would be, be so like a good. genuinely good story <laughs> yeah and so i like had so much empathy reading this post i was like i'm so sorry for you because like the other stuff was actually good to read i mean it's still a creepypasta and so there's still like a little bit of the element of like oh god this is your topic but it's like good to read it so yeah. anyway uh, uh so i as we get to the end of i dared my best friend here's some of my notes we touched on some of this stuff david's mom's age we touched on that uh also we forgot to mention xander gets his hands on david's psych profile and the, <laughs> that's fine but in the psych profile they yeah. mention that david uh abused animals when he was younger which is like a common thing for people who end up being like insane serial killers when they're yep, adults part of the mcdonald triad but also one of them is also one of them is setting fires which i think was yeah. uh, maybe on purpose i don't know yeah i don't know uh yep. but they describe <laughs> xander <laughs> says that in the psych profile they describe <laughs> david bashing a snake against the tree until its guts came out there's <laughs> no way any psych profile contains a description of the precise way in which the patient abused a specific animal in one instance in oh. like common language like the snake's guts were hanging out what <laughs> have you met a doctor <laughs> <laughs> they've never met anyone with mental illness, even a little, and they've never met anyone with medical training, even a little. Yep. Because another part of that document is like, oh, David really liked to make traps for animals, and he had like never read the Wilderness book, and it's like capital T the capital W Wilderness capital B book. What? <laughs> what is that? Who knows? Uh, I guess it's an important book if you want to do wilderness stuff, like <laughs> make traps for snake guts. Um, <laughs> The tech stuff in Walmart. Also, Xander spends a bunch of time, like, finding out this stuff about David by going to Walmart and, like, using their display computers. No, you can't really do that. I'm pretty sure I've never been in a Walmart that had actual working computers on the floor. Yep. Um, maybe, like, a Mac, uh, Mac, uh, Apple store or something, like, Windows store or, like, a Best Buy, probably. Best Buy. That's the only But, one. like, Walmart, they just put a sticker that looks like a computer desktop on the screen for the floor models. Um, <laughs> then kill your mom to own the libs that's in my note also um <laughs> he why xander whines about the music on his way to jail <laughs> he's like yeah. i really hated the music that was playing while i was in the jail car to jail what <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's like, I always thought road trips were, like, so upsetting when I couldn't choose the music. And, like, they wouldn't let me choose the music in the cop car where they were taking me to high-security prison. Like, come <laughs> on. Uh, also, <laughs> then he mentions that in the bag that David gets uh, gives him when he breaks out breaks him out of the jail car uh, is, in, in quotes here, a pair of clothes. <laughs> 
<laughs> Do you mean a set of clothes or like two outfits? What are you saying? No, no. What he means is that it's matching identical two shirts and two socks. That's a pair. So. Oh Jesus. Um, and then that brings us back to current with he started to pull the trigger and then more uh, just after that they get into the scuffle with David and he says that uh, David saw me and kicked my legs like a tentacle out of the ocean. <laughs> what do you, what do you yeah. mean by that? Tell me, please, I beg you. Yeah, that's nothing. Like when okay, I've read a reasonable amount of H.P. Lovecraft, and even there, the visual is not like a tentacle came out of the ocean. Never, never. Even though that's the only place where it may even be slightly valid, just a nightmare. <sighs> okay, so then uh, they kill David, and everything's fine. Yeah, that's basically that's it. it. Oh, they they get Katie back. Yeah, uh, and she's like catatonic. Oh, yeah. And uh, Hernandez is still at home <laughs> trying to fight the good fight for Xander because what? And they like apparently recorded everything that happened with David on GoPros. Uh, yeah, they rigged which, up like, the whole warehouse with like cameras and mics, which smart. Kind of, because, okay, listen, like, you were going there with the intention you were going to do a murder on him, and, like, manslaughter is still a thing? It's he not s- he said he, he said that he wasn't planning on killing him. Uh, then don't kill him. Like, because uh, the thing is, it is, like, you lured him to this warehouse where he was, and he basically says that to you. Yeah. And then you did a murder on him. In most, so... in most jurisdictions, in most jurisdictions, I know at least in New Jersey and in any other state that has uh, reasonable gun control laws. You are not allowed to carry anything with the intent of using it as a weapon. That itself is a crime. Yeah. And if you're carrying this gun <laughs> to a warehouse with your worst enemy, you can't yeah. make a self-defense argument. You carried it there to use it on him and kill him with. Yep, uh, exactly. This thing does resist what I expected it to do, which I totally thought that David was going to be alive, that they were going to go to get his corpse and it was going to be gone, or that in the sequel well, it was going to turn out that he survived, but no, he doesn't survive. No, he doesn't survive, which is, like, the only, uh, like, tone-it-down, one-notch choice yep. that this author makes through the whole story. Uh, so, let me see if I can <laughs> summarize the sequel in one or two sentences. Um, okay. So, the sequel is seven parts, and it's about them discovering that David King was not a lone actor, but had this secret network of psychopaths who liked to ruin people's lives, the leader of which is named Sophie. <laughs> Sophie is gaslighting a bunch of kids into thinking that she's nice to them and all her cohorts are bad so that they'll... (sighs) Oh, I'm starting to lose my voice. (coughs) (laughs) Sophie is gaslighting a bunch of these kids so that they'll think... By being nice to them and making her cohorts be mean so that she'll think... They'll think she's the good one and be on her side when she lets them out and they'll be completely subservient to her. And then Sophie and... Xander come into conflict and that story ends with Sophie kidnapping Xander and Clark and making them fight to the death with knives and then everyone gets shot to death by some teenagers. Um, so I'm going to go through my 
highlighted lines here. Okay. Uh, that I, I took screenshots and highlighted, uh, boy, like a dozen different lines in this sequel. <laughs> uh, they're going, uh, Katie and, uh, Clark are going into one of Xander's hideouts and they say, uh, Clark says, we clam, all of these are from Clark except, uh, one that is labeled the final part, but it's not actually the final part that was written by Sophie as like a fake out cliffhanger. Pretty fun. Um, no. It's the sentence is, we clambered through the second story window and down to the basement. <laughs> Excuse me? Um, you're just gonna skip over- <laughs> catch that. You're gonna skip over the whole two-ass floors of a house that you had to go through after climbing in the window and before and getting to the basement? Why didn't you go in the first floor window, my dude? Uh, well, they said that all of the windows were, like, boarded up and the doors were locked, and the only window they could get in was the second story, which, fine, but you can't in one sentence get from climbing into the window to being in the basement. You have to put in another phrase in there that's like, and we walked downstairs through the house and then got to the basement. I mean, apparently you don't. You can't clamber through the second story window and down to the basement all in one clamber. Alright, next. <laughs> uh, Maybe they just, like, didn't stop moving on their hands and knees the whole time. Yeah, uh-huh. They climbed along the walls like hereditary. Um, yeah. Did you see hereditary? No. Oh, I've man. Trailer, you need to see hereditary. It's so good. Um, really? Yeah. It surprises me. What surprises you? That it's good? Yeah. Oh, it's completely incredible. We have an episode coming up about it, uh, in, coming out in a couple weeks from when we're recording. It already came out, like, two months ago by the time this episode comes out, but um, you should definitely, like, rent it. I think it comes out on um, Blu-ray next month, maybe September, um, but definitely give that a rent, or if you can make it to the theater, it's still in theaters as of this recording. Uh, I know that you're very busy, but it's incredibly good. It's, like, deeply to the core um, disturbing on a level really? that I have never, ever seen a movie be with maybe, like, three exceptions. Like, Evil Dead... Isn't, like, Alex Wolf in that movie? Yes. Like, the, the other naked brother? Yeah. Where the other one was, like, really bad? Light, Tur Light Turner's younger brother, uh, Alex Wolf, who was <laughs> in... Uh, who who played Durf Back Durf in uh, My Friend Dahmer, <laughs> and who played... Yeah. Um, one of the character, the character that The Rock turns into in Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle, uh, delivers an Oscar-worthy performance in Hereditary. He's twenty years wow. old and he is acting his blessed little heart out. It's incredible. He does an amazing job. Like every, the movie is just amazing. It's like so upsetting and good. And if you really like horror and you feel like that there will never be another horror movie that actually scares you uh, or disturbs you, this is the one. Wow. Wow. Pretty good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think the last horror movie I saw that I, like, genuinely enjoyed uh, was Hush. Because, oh, yeah. Hush is pretty good. Yeah, because it was so unique. So, I, I grew up in a community with a lot of uh, deaf people, because the Maryland School for the Deaf was, like, right down the street from where I lived, and I, like, learned sign language in high school, and, like, I cool. knew a ton of people who, like, that was their main form of communication. And so, like, I'm pretty familiar with what that life looks like, but, like, obviously I've never seen someone try to do a murder on one of my deaf friends and so it was just like really interesting to think about what changes in that environment like mm -hmm. 
the the scene where she is hiding in the bathtub or in the bathroom <clears throat> and like waiting for the killer to come to the door but like all she can do is look at the doorknob because she has no other way to know when he's approaching yeah. right like spooky really spooky I'm not gonna give away how that scene ends but Hush yeah. is really good you should watch it uh, another one if you just want a quick Netflix and you don't have and you can't make it out to the theater is Veronica which is a haunted house story uh, that was imported from Spain it's a Netflix original mm. that's shot very stylishly stars uh, an actual teenager in the lead and like actual delightful children in the like secondary mm. role um, and it's very good I like it a lot it takes place in like the early 90s in Madrid um, but heredi- heredi- oh, Hereditary is a home run and then Veronica is like the hot dog you eat while you're at the baseball <laughs> game where the home run happened because that was pu- that was part of like a fu- it was there were four movies that we watched for uh, these episodes A Quiet Place pretty good and then Veronica I was like yeah that's even better and then Hereditary I'm like oh I should never watch another movie again this was the best movie that's ever been made and now I should just die uh, and then we watched the- <laughs> Then we watched The Ritual, which was bad. Like, boring bad, not even fun bad. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, that's the worst kind. Yeah. Also, speaking of Spanish television on Netflix, uh, the show Money Heist is the best show I've ever watched in my life. And I understand what you're thinking, which is, this is a show called Money Heist that is obviously about them heisting money. Of it can't be anything. But the original title was uh, La Casa de Papel, which is more apt because they are... Uh, in a, like, basically mint. Can you please translate that name for me? I'm not a Spanish-speaking person. uh, House of Paper. Oh, that's a good name. Yeah. But they didn't keep that in English because, oh, the saddest. They didn't want people to mix it up with House of Cards. Mm. And so the show is basically, like, the plot is this gang of eight high stewards goes into the Spanish mint and everyone inside gets held hostage. They have, like, 40 hostages or something a lot. And they are so good at doing a heist. It's incredible. I They have, like, a guy on the outside calling the shots and then we're also, like, seeing the police officer's perspective and the like guy on the outside calling the shots like gets in good with the police detective and because he like wants to hear what's going on about the case and like she doesn't suspect him at all for a while and it's like the most engaging television show I think I've ever watched in my life. I can't recommend it highly enough. Cool. Uh, yeah. I, if I watch shows, I'd get into it. No, maybe I will. Um, I have trouble paying attention to television, yeah. which is why I like MoviePass, because I go to the movie theater where it's illegal to look at your telephone or do anything <laughs> but watch the movie. That's true. Yeah, I understand. Uh, I... My next highlight. Yeah. Uh, extremely fake names I wrote on this screenshot, and I highlighted the three names of the three made major characters. Sophie Atrickson, <laughs> Jack Hemsey, and oh. Craig Munson. So- Sophie is spelled how you think. Atrickson is A-T-R-I-K-S-O-N. Jack, you think maybe Hempsey? No. H-E-M-S-E-Y. Hemsey. And then Craig Mun- Munson is spelled how you think, but Craig is spelled with a K. What? Um, what? Next note. The basement was unfinished, even the bedroom we'd been in. No comma, no, co- no comma in there. Also, if you were in a bedroom in the basement, that is by definition not unfinished. It wouldn't be a bedroom if it wasn't finished. It would just be a room. 
Like, it wouldn't even be a room. It would just be like a partitioned off section of the basement. You have to finish it for it to be a room. Uh, also, the I mean, lack I think of- what he's referring to is the like colloquial version of unfinished, which just means like the walls aren't cement and the floor is like not carpeted. That's yeah, really no, cool. that's what I mean by that's what I figured he meant by unfinished. But the basement was unfinished, even the bedroom we've been in. But like, is it really a bedroom if it doesn't yeah. have like walls? I guess I understand. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah, the lack of important. the lack of commas. I think why I highlighted that one. Uh, oh boy, I just wrote "ug" on this page, and there's like seven things highlighted, little things. Katie, Katie Simons, uh, come on. Uh, Clark's mom is reacting to this and says, right in front of Katie, who is right there. That Katie? Wow, Clark's mom, rude. <laughs> wow. Hey, remember that time? I know this happens before the thing that you're talking about, which is why I'm bringing it up. That <laughs> Katie is like, I am not fragile. I'm not an expensive vase for you to dance around. Excuse yeah. me. Uh, very, it's so weird. Um, so Clark says to his mom, we have a problem. And his mom's response before asking for any detail, details is, I believe you. <laughs> so the, the sequence is, we have a problem. I said, I believe you, mom said. What kind of problem? <laughs> what? What indication have you given us that she wouldn't believe you? Yeah. Uh, like, she's been totally cool with all the, like, crazy things that have been going down. Yeah. Then they're starting up a computer. We booted it up, but the password greeted us. <laughs> the what? Oh, good. Uh, we can get into the computer now because we see the password. The password prompt, do you mean? The, the login screen? screen? Yeah. Give us something. Come on. Uh, I had no way of knowing if connecting to the net would set off a beacon to our location by connecting to the net. <laughs> so, first off, the phrase connecting to the net doesn't belong in a sentence that a human being is saying in, uh, yeah. in modern times. And also, it doesn't belong twice in the same goddamn sentence. Just do a once- like, have anyone proofread your story, please. I had yeah. no way of knowing if connecting to the net would set off a beacon to our location by connecting to the net. Come on. Oh, God. Um, even his Amazon account had some interesting purchases. And no, that's not a sexual innuendo. Exclamation point. Why- I, why would God. it be? Why would it be? I- and it's also just, like, the most uncomfortable, inhumanly written sentence. Yeah, I- I have a suspicion that maybe this person is not writing in their first language, but there's no, no indication. Kind of there's no there's no indication that they aren't. He might just be bad at writing, which I, I mean, mean you get better for with the practice. Most part is English correct and doesn't follow any other sort of languages grammar system. That true. Of, so the, just the errors are so weird. It's like not how people speak if they're native English speakers. They're yeah. not the type. They're not the type of errors show- that you should make. Do you watch the show Riverdale, or have you ever seen an episode of it? I have watched a season and a half of Riverdale. I didn't- I, yeah. Actually, not even. I watched, like, three episodes of season two and then have fallen yeah. off. I hate everything about that show, but also it's mindless enough that I can have it on while I'm, like, doing the crossword at night or whatever. It's a fun <laughs> show to watch if you really enjoy Archie but don't care about it, and so you love to see someone destroying everything that makes Archie special, which is yeah, me. Yeah, Yeah. And also, the main character, uh, KJ Appa, is 
Is that his name? Yes. I always, in my head, I'm like, you mean AJ Kappa, right brain? But I don't mean that. <laughs> he like was hired when they were going to make a big deal out of Archie's music career or whatever. And he like is an extremely good actor, singer, and dancer. I, I like, they put this very talented human being in this sea of mediocrity and it's really enjoyable to watch. Uh, yeah, they put a very talented human being in that sea of mediocrity. His name is Cole Sprouse. Uh, he's not doing a good job doing this. You Excuse understand. me? He's not. He's not believable in any word he says, and he's overdramatic, and it's just a nightmare to look he at. He delivers all of that miserable dialogue in the only way that anyone could do it in a way that I would enjoy, and I love Jughead, and I love his portrayal of a character who is also named to Jughead that is pretty much unrelated to the actual character Jughead Jones. I love it. Love it. Uh, uh, the show has something for everyone, I guess you could say. Anyway, what I want to talk about in this show is the fact that the character Cheryl Blossom does not speak like a human being because no. she speaks she, like, like a television villain. <laughs> but like not even all the time because sometimes she'll say like an entire scene of human dialogue and you're like, all right. And then the next scene will be like, guess what, mumsy? And you're like, excuse me, this is not how humans behave. And I, this sort of reminded me of that in the way that it's like uncomfortable for a reason that's hard to describe. It's like, <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that, uh, that show throws it yeah this this has like weird language things um in a similar way i think the reason that it happens in riverdale many times i don't know about mumsy but like they'll have veronica occasionally call archie archie kittens because oh. she did that in the 50s and sometimes does in the comics which are still sort of a 50s throwback aesthetic and it makes sense when it's a like really like a comedic sort of quaint comic book not when you're making it a serious drama similarly having a character named jughead who wears a crown all the time uh doesn't work and in a serious drama. Jellybean. Yes. Come on. Uh, they, I don't even think they've revealed, like, I don't think they, I think his name is just legally Jughead in Riverdale. Yeah. I don't think he's, I don't think he's, uh. Oh, uh, no, he is F.P. Jones. Oh, he F is? F.P. Okay. Jones Jr. Force F.P. Jones III. Yeah, uh, Forsyth Percival Jones third. Yeah, they did okay. reveal that. Oh, good. Um, I couldn't remember or okay. not, because I remember him being, like, they, some, like, a principal or something refers to him as Jughead Jones III, and I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> Does he really? No, 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 no. They tell him that he, that it's a FP. Okay, that's good. So, but uh, the, no, 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 no. We need to talk about, because you brought up Archie Kins, we have to talk about the fact that people in their human voices with serious faces call Betty and Jughead Bughead. <laughs> <laughs> they do this on the show? Yes, and also they call Veronica and Archie Varchie. <laughs> oh, Why are we done? <laughs> <sighs> oh god yeah it's that is so horrible to watch i god in case anyway. you haven't noticed i'm weird i'm a weirdo i don't fit in and i don't want to fit in have you ever seen me without this stupid hat on that's weird <laughs> this is the worst dialogue that's ever been written in the history of television <laughs> and it is literally my favorite scene from riverdale is where cole sprouse very seriously in a conversation uh with girl next door um 
Betty, what's her name? What is Betty's last name? Ooh. It's Veronica Lodge. Yeah. Archie, Ar- Archie Andrews. Jughead Jones. Betty. Why don't I remember Betty's last name? No, That's weird. This is upsetting. Cooper. Uh, Cooper. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, because her mom's name is Alice Cooper. Yes, which is the best thing. <laughs> which I, oh, I'm man. pretty sure the musician Alice Cooper named himself after after her. Uh, really? Like that's how old art. That's how old the Archie franchise is. Uh, oh, yeah. Regardless, that character was named Alice Cooper before the band existed. Um, I so the next highlighted that. part I have labeled excuses with an exclamation point. It's from part three. A couple of you pointed out that I say repeatedly that I started writing this post. <laughs> I write these when I have time, not all in one sitting. That's why I mentioned starting to write repeatedly. Sorry for the confusion. There have been a few other grammatical mistakes that have been pointed out. I'm sorry. Stress is running a little high at the moment. Actually, it's extremely high. Don't overanalyze two words. My mistakes. They're easy to make right now. Okay. No. No, no, no. No. You can't do that as an author. You can't no. be like, it's in character that it's bad, actually. So, listen. The reason he said, don't overanalyze my mistake is because in the first part, there was one point where he was like, oh, we're on a mission to go find Clark, even though it's Clark doing it. And so the, like, readers in the comments went bonkers, and they were like, <laughs> oh, it's not really Clark. Oh my god. Like, yeah. Xander's not really missing. He's actually still writing. And that's what this is designed to fix, because I it's see. like, listen, please, and, this and is then too much. my next highlighted thing is the thing I already mentioned about the weird retcon, yeah. uh, where we see that scene again, but from Clark's point of view, but actually, you know, dumb. Uh... <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, Hernandez is telling Clark about some criminals that are getting, uh, there's like a vigilante on the loose, and he's talking about the victims, and he says, based on the part of town they're in, we suspect they're pimps for prostitution. (laughs) Like, what are you saying? What is this? (laughs) I just like... So I did read this and I have seen all of this before, but like hearing it read aloud in a human voice and out of context is like so much more jarring. And I, I, also- wa- I want there to be an ellipsis in there. Based on the part of town they're in, we suspect they're pimps for prostitution. <laughs> As if, like, Clark looked at him like, what do you mean, pimps? <laughs> but the thing is, like, that's not... Pimps aren't for prostitution. No, they, like, yeah, they... do prostitution. They, they, like... exploit and facilitate prostitution. They enable prostitution. They participate in it, surely. Yes, they do participate in it. That but you wouldn't say that... You wouldn't say that they are pimping prostitution. <laughs> Um, God. Also, I yeah, uh, just want to point out that we are using the word prostitution because that's what it says in the story, and they're specifically talking about uh, the criminal act of selling sex. But uh, I know, I believe at least, that shouldn't be a criminal act. Uh, full-service sex work is um, only a crime because our country was founded by puritanical maniacs. Yeah. Just to clarify uh, yeah, that we're it's not... Like not we're a not, crime literally anywhere else in the whole entire world. Yeah. Uh, we're not trying to uh, perpetuate that language of crime. We just uh, want to be accurate to this bad story. Uh, mm-hmm. On the same page, this, this whole section, part three, ends in things aren't over, but they've reached an apex. <laughs> That's not, pretty no. sure that's not how you use that word. 
No. I feel like, okay, so I finally figured out what this story feels like to me. It feels like every time the author is going to use a normal human word in a phrase that people have seen and will understand, he's like, mm, no. And he flips through the pages of his thesaurus that's on his desk and he's like, okay, synonyms for climax, mm, vertex, apex. Apex is great. Okay, let's go. And he like plugs that back in. That's yep. what it feels like. Uh-huh. God. <sighs> okay, so uh, they're at the bar pretending that they know this person, Sophie, to try and get information about her. The guy at the bar takes down a picture from the wall, and uh, here, here, here's what we get. The man pointed to the girl in the middle. Why did he do that if you told him that you knew who Sophie was? Why would he be like, this one's Sophie? <laughs> uh, yes. Then he goes on to describe the picture. Besides Sophie, there was one other girl and three guys. The lights around us were dim, so we couldn't make out a lot of their faces. One of the guys was enormous and stood over all of them, hands spread across all their backs. <laughs> You mean arms? Yeah. Those are called <laughs> arms, friend. Unless he's got Foo Fighters hands where they're big, oh. it's not a thing. Yeah, they also refer to Katie. So I'm doing this by memory because that's how upsetting it was to me and how much it stood out. All of these things I've been saying, I have not changed the page. And it was like in that same scene when he looks at the picture, he's like, the girl in the middle was average height to everyone. What? Average height to all the people and also this monster in the background. It, she was, yeah, she was average in height compared to the other people in the picture. Well, you have this person whose hands are 10 feet wide each. <laughs> it's uh, like if, if Slenderman did the Last Supper, that's what yeah, it feels like. Uh -huh. uh, <laughs> the bartender says, these glorious bastards beat our old drinking record one night. <laughs> You're what? You have <laughs> a what? Beat it. How, yeah, what was the record? Why was it just generic, our drinking record? And how did they beat it? Doesn't the wall say favorite memories on the top? <laughs> like, what? What have you said? Uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, yes, man. it says favorite moments. The, oh. the letter, the lettering above the wall. Um, Katie suddenly tensed up and looked further down the street. No, she looked farther down the street. <laughs> Those two words. Uh, it's farther for literal distance and further for metaphorical distance. Thank you. Yeah, Everyone take note. Uh, I mean, it's one that you have to look up if you don't know, but like once you learn it, you should know because you say far for actual distance, so farther for actual distance. It's like yeah. there, and then the one that doesn't have the real word in it, further, that's the for the fake. Anyway, uh, then a little bit later, her face darkened into a fury I've never seen before, an anger that could only be resolved through murder. <laughs> So if you've never seen this fury before, how do you know how to resolve it? <laughs> Okay, next page. Um, the, uh, uh, someone, uh, they've come upon some people trying to kidnap a girl. The other man continued to pull the girl along, his hand smothering her mouth so she couldn't scream. No, you, you mean covering, the normal word covering. You can't, you don't smother them. It's not a, smothering is not a verb that gets a direct object, as in like nope. you smother a part of a body. You can smother a fire, you can smother a person, you can't smother a person's mouth. It's not how it works. Um, oh, God. The keys fumbled in my hands as I struggled to... Un <laughs> no, you fumbled the keys. The keys didn't fumble. The keys didn't do anything. <laughs> God damn it. In the ultimate... You know? Maybe this is like... Yeah, the, the keys have a little football and they dropped it. <laughs> 
God, I can't. I can't anymore. Please. Okay, we're close. We're close now. In the ultimate mm-hmm. scenario of bad luck, the phone bounced and hit my arm. My arm hit the end call button, and the phone <laughs> slid to the passenger side footwell. Just perfect. You're right. It is perfect. That's never happened in the history of time where you put the phone on speakerphone on your passenger seat, and it bounces up, hits your arm such that you hit the end call button and knock it to the other side of the car again. What? Also, listen, listen, okay? The police have this thing that they have where they can track your phone based on a 911 call. Actually, it's like immediately starts without you doing anything. Mm -hmm. Because like it happens all the time where like a crime doing victim will like sneakily dial 911. 911 will pick up. They'll like breathe in a scared fashion and hang up. And 911 has to do something about that. So like they're still on you. Yeah, the like when you go into the location settings on an Android phone, at least, you can turn off your uh, GPS and your location by Wi-Fi, and then there's a thing that says E911 location services, you can't you can't turn this off. Yes. And it's the location services that are in your phone so that emergency workers can find you. Yes. Uh, so then uh, this is while Clark is in a high-speed chase with people who he knows are murdering kidnappers, and he says this sentence about them. Who the hell tries to create a car accident while in city traffic? <laughs> you just watched them kidnap someone, and you know for a fact that they tortured your friend into insanity. Also, Jeff, you said murdering kidnappers, which like makes it sound as if they are the ones doing the murdering of other kidnappers. No, no, so- they do murdering and kidnapping. Yeah, there we uh, go. Just uh, that to be clear that these are not good guys. They're thank you. Really Please check my bad language if I'm ever uh, ambiguous and stupid like any of these authors. <laughs> sorry, sorry, authors. I'm in a bit of a sour mood today because I didn't sleep enough last night, and this story is so long that it made me angry. Um, <laughs> I don't know, she said, as if we were in a game of poker. <laughs> One of your human earthling games of poker that I play because I am also an earth human. (laughs) (laughs) Behind me was the single stall which contained nothing useful enough to be a weapon. That's nothing that could be used as a weapon, I think is the first. Like, there's not. Things don't cross a barrier of usefulness where they're useful enough that you can just use them as a weapon now. That's yeah, not, like, like <laughs> I get what he's trying to say, but he says it wrong. Uh, oh, also, this scene is, this is the bathroom scene, right? So, uh, basically, what happens is Clark is in the same bar. Why are you saying, why? Why'd you come back? And yeah, he went back to this bar where it was very suspicious and people followed them away from it. And he's getting texts on Xander's phone that he has that are like, tell me where Xander is. And, and he like, only at no. this point realizes that that's weird. <laughs> I think Katie has to point out to him that, like, don't you think it's weird that they're texting Xander to ask where Xander is? And he's like, oh, yeah, that is weird. I guess they know we have his phone. Like, come on, guy. Yeah, really? And, like, his response is, like, he's like, yeah, I just want this to end. So I say, like, fuck off to this, like, crime doer on my phone trying to find my friend. Yeah, as soon as Clark gets separated from Katie, he starts making all bad decisions. Yeah, all bad. And so he, like, he's like, I'm not going to go outside where 
this murderer wants me to be. This murderer that is obviously in the bar with me, and yeah, instead- he then the murderer texts a picture of Clark to him on Xander's phone, and Clark's reaction is like, "That's pretty you, buddy." Yeah, and then he's like, "Whatever, I can't go outside, but I can go into the bathroom where also no one else is." But hey, buddy, uh, uh-uh. uh, and then he gets there's surprised. one exit from a bathroom, and yeah, of course he gets like uh, attacked, like obviously, and it's like okay we forgot to tell you audience that like Clark and Xander did a bunch of like uh Mr. Miyagi type like a uh, dojo training to get really good at self-defense because they god I they forgot about to. this it made it, the way you talked about it it made it seem like teenagers training to be super saiyans yeah and like so- yeah we got we, I was already pretty built but you know I just started lifting more so I get even more cut <laughs> Uh, and he he describes a woman, uh, he says that, uh, as the woman started to slowly got to her hands and knees. (laughs) Fuck! Uh, oh boy, I want I'm interested in this because I just wrote across the page, what? With two exclamation points. Uh, okay, so Xander and Clark have met up again, and Xander is describing- Uh -uh, uh uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah, okay. This is really important. So, Xander, like, bursts through the door like a, like, Dwayne the Rock Johnson in any movie, and he's like, no, you're not gonna do a murder on my friend, and he stabs this woman in the neck. Yeah, he cuts her throat over the toilet, and then drops her dead head in the toilet. And then it says something like, it made a sound like someone was throwing up in there. Yeah. Uh, uh, boy. Anyway, we're not recapping this story. We're just going no, through just, bad like, moments. I just, feel the need to talk about yeah. these, like, yeah. idiotic that, that part was, like, okay, but also you have to remember, Xander's, like, 23 and not some kind of, like, trained Navy SEAL or whatever. It's very weird. He's also been, he was the one, surprise, Xander was the one going around murdering all the pimps for prostitution. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah. Why? Uh-huh. Why? How? Uh, because because he, as he explains to Clark, uh, this whole David King and Sophie thing was um, had like a sex trafficking ring, and right. this is a quote from Xander: "If they can't, pa- they like they get tested to see if they can join Team Life Ruiners." And uh, he says, "If they can't pass it, they become prostitutes or slave labor or whatever else." I know it doesn't sound that horrible, Clark, but I've seen what they're doing to people, and it's sick. What do you mean it doesn't sound that horrible? You just described the worst two possible things that could happen to someone short of being murdered, which is that they're being sex trafficked or sold into slavery. What? What do you mean it doesn't sound that horrible? What is wrong with you? It sounds that horrible. It sounds very horrible. And the thing is, like, with the way this author writes what I would expect to hear after that is like it's the most horrible thing in the world Clark like this is all a nightmare and David King is like the worst but instead yeah, he's like he's not whatever. he's like listen I know that doesn't sound that bad but trust me it's pretty bad <laughs> Like, the audience does not need to be told that, like, human trafficking is bad. We know. We understand. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, then we get Sophie's backstory. Uh, uh, she she killed- no, 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 no. Hey, hey, Jeff, can yeah. you 
tell the audience what it says at the top of that part, part six? Uh, I only have it in screenshot, so you'll have to tell okay. them. Okay. Oh my god. It's just... Uh, it starts I, with... I only screenshot... I screenshotted it out of my Reddit app and just highlighted the parts I wanted in my highlight app. Okay. Go ahead. So it, it says, <clears throat> I couldn't leave you all on such a terrible cliffhanger. Clark lacks the suspense in his writing that Xander was able to leverage. His cliffhangers are lackluster. Allow me to intervene. Let me tell you the real story of David in italics. Fucking not italics. King, as you also vehemently call him. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you uh, doing? I, I don't think that this is that part. Because uh, this is still talking about Sophie in the third person, so I don't think this is even there yet. I think this oh, is part no. five, um, oh, where no. Clark learns Sophie's backstory. He learns that um, she was sexually abused by her father, and then she kills him on the night of her 16th birthday, stabbing him uh, in a kitchen knife, with a kitchen knife in her room. And then this paragraph describes how she got away with it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Sophie got away with the murder by sneaking pieces of her father's body out of the house in her backpack that night. One by one, she hid the pieces far away and the body was never found. Her mother was devastated, but the police never found out what happened to him. What? What? <laughs> what about what about the blood? Also, what why did she have to cut him up in her room? How did she cut him up in her room when all she had was a kitchen knife? Why did she have to sneak? Like, it would have made more sense if it was like he she threw the body out her window and then dragged it into the woods and then meticulously cleaned up. But no, they just skip over. They just assume you think, well, obviously she chopped the body into backpack-sized bits and then took like 17 trips out to different parts of the woods with her backpack unquestioned in the middle of the night. What are you saying? <laughs> what? Oh. Uh, what? Uh, and then we get a little bit of information from David King and how he has been... Um, selling information about Sophie and her sex traffickers to the FBI. He began feeding them tips in exchange for access to some of their databases. The tips were small enough to keep them away from Sophie, but juicy enough for the FBI to arrest a few of Sophie's friends. He doesn't mention what data he was accessing. What are you saying? The FBI would never be like, yes, criminal, you can access our databases because you let us get some Friends of the Sex Kingpin. What? Uh, what is it? What is this? <laughs> Jeff, I am sitting at my kitchen table and my head is down on my hands. I can't get up I'm from gonna this. Die. I, I've been murdered. Oh my god. We have to finish up soon because it's almost seven. We've been recording for two hours. This is gonna be our longest episode yet, maybe even if I cut out the uh pop pod a warped tour podcast, uh, which I might do as like a bonus or just joke episode, I don't know. Uh, the license plate told me nothing. No one at the DMV would tell me anything about who owned the dark green Honda with the license plate. Yes, of course they wouldn't. Why, Why would, would they, they tell that? you that? Why, you also, can't go to the DMV and be like, here's a license plate number, and they'll be like, oh, okay, here's that person's house. <laughs> no, hey, hey, Jeff, hey, Jeff, do you remember the fact that he goes, when he's doing that car chase, and he's like, the 911 operators wanted me to look at the license plate, so I did. And it was the exact same license plate that was on the green Honda that was driving right beside me. Teamwork. Excuse me? No! You can't have two copies of the same license plates on two cars at the same time. That is not legal. No, it's not legal. The reason he's saying, I think he was getting at that they have, like, one license plate so that they can have it on a bunch of cars and, like, get away with 
it. Um, okay, Jeff, both of yeah. the cars are there at the same time driving on the road. Mm-hmm. So, what? And they're also causing big car accidents and have the same <laughs> license plates on them. They would just not have license plates. These are the crime cars. Come on. Yeah, I just... I um, Jeff. Even the other officers have notes on them for leverage points, which is... Uh, huh. I don't I don't remember what that's in reference to. I'm going in after Xander. It's only been a day, but I'm going in. I tried to trust Xander. I really did. But I can't rely on him to get my mom out. And with Hernandez under Sophie's oppressive thumb, I can't turn to the police either. I saw it in his file. They have a massive target painted on his daughter's back, and he knows it. I don't blame him. Even the other officers have notes on them for leverage points. I don't know what that sentence means in this context even a little bit. No, nor do I. Uh, I don't know what else to do. We are now in the present, everyone. <laughs> cool. Uh, that is mentioned no, 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 several no. times okay. that like we've caught up Listen. from the past. Uh, then Listen, I also Jeff. highlighted their no. bad names, Xander Jones and Clark Ulysses. Do you remember the fact that he explained away the I started writing thing as being like, oh, I'm doing this in the present time? Yeah. What? Yep. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, stop. Uh, so then eventually he finds out that they've holed up in a church. Uh, the thing I highlighted here is um, I'm standing at the edge of the tree line near the old church they've purchased and holed up in. One, how do you know they bought it? Two, why did they buy it? It's an old abandoned <laughs> church. They could just hide there. Uh, yeah, also, like, wasn't this like a bunch of teens when they started doing this sex trafficking thing? <sighs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> what? You can't just be like, we're five teens and we want to own this abandoned church. Like, yeah. Here's Sophie's. This question. Here's Sophie's. Uh, we're into Sophie's chapter now. Okay. If I attached labels to my emotions, I suppose well. I did love David King. So, like, what are you? Are you? What I think the author wants is for Sophie to not feel emotions. Which, okay. But if she feels emotions and she doesn't have the language to label them, that's not the same thing as being an emotionless psychopath. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, here's an interesting... I highlighted three things in close relation. David reluctantly heard the boy out. Jack was timid, and he acted like a young boy. And then at the end, uh, it was similar to a father-son relationship, despite their close ages. <laughs> so is he a boy, or is he the same age as David? Uh, no, Jack- he just acts like a boy. <laughs> yep. Um, She's the uh, one who the most, I think, does this, like, talks like Cheryl Blossom in Riverdale, where it, like, doesn't make yes. any sense in human time world. Sophie, Sophie's very Cheryl Blossom. Yeah. Uh, Walker gets killed. He's a member of their gang. And uh, Sophie tells us, Jack killed him through a lengthy struggle. Mm. <laughs> it was sloppy, unfortunately. So sloppy that I called David. What? Uh, what he was livid. Mean? He helped clean it up and dispose of the body, but he was very angry and shouted incessantly at me for the mistake I'd made. No, incessantly means like continually, not loudly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Boy. His large stature didn't get him very many points when interviewing for a job. This is talking about the guy with the 10-foot hands, by what the do way. You, what do you mean? What does that mean? His large stature didn't get him very, much, very many points when interviewing <laughs> for a job. What does that mean? What are you trying to say? <laughs> what are you trying to tell us? You're trying to reach us. You're speaking something that resembles human language. I don't understand. Oh, man. Uh, and then I highlighted an instance of give him a minimum required effort. Ugh, annoying. Maintain the right minimum effort. Annoying. I hate it. Oh, boy. We're back into the, we're into the final part. When we stopped, they removed the hood and I was blinded by the moon. <laughs> 
No, you weren't. Hey, hold on, hold on. Do you you passed over one of the craziest things that I think like happened ever? Because okay. hold on, I have to find it. I finally this went to this. Page. Blinded by the moon part reminded me. There's a uh, series of cartoons called Blamimations made by past guest Chris Straub and cartoonist Scott Kurtz. Uh, and in one of them, there's a heat wave because they both lived in the same place and there was a heat wave when they were making it. Uh, and like they, this is basically a sketch comedy show and the connecting points is them trying to like uh one up each other telling stories and the connecting segment in this time between the sketches was they're like hanging out during a heat wave so they come back from one of the sketches and they're like oh it's uh it's nighttime and it's still hot even the moon is hot today and they like <laughs> cuts to the moon and the moon is giving off heat waves very very funny uh, did you find your thing today? I immediately did. So okay, sorry. we found out that <laughs> Sophie is the one who kidnapped Katie and David didn't know anything about it. And like Sophie has been pressuring David to like do a murder on Xander so that this can all be done. And she goes, that's why I kidnapped Katie. David was very angry when we did it without telling him. He stormed over to our holding location for new victims and hit me, period, hard, period. And that's the end of that. One punch and like... What? Why did you have yeah. to do that? It's yeah. so ridiculous. Because like, the bad guys have to be bad to each other also. But, like, okay, here's the thing. If a man wants to do domestic violence, which is always bad, he, like, if he gets angry, he's not gonna, like, do one punch on you and be like, okay, I'm done doing a punch. Like, yeah. what? That's not yeah. how a human being behaves. Like, as I mentioned, this character is, like, the writer of this story doesn't know what a psychopath is or how they behave or, or what about them. or what women are or wh how victims of trauma be uh, <laughs> yeah god uh, I tried to close my ears and ignore them the terror that was making my throat close up so uh, that second part was the this is a whole sentence like with a capital letter at the beginning and a period at the end but it's not <laughs> and I don't know what it means the terror hey, that was on, making my say throat it a different way okay the, the, the terror that was made my throat close up no, no, that's it's not made. It's the terror that was making my throat close up. The terror that was making my throat close up. What? I? It's like a f sentence fragment, but it also doesn't make sense. Uh, uh, then a little bit later, he unlocked no fewer than six locks and bolts. Next paragraph. All six locks clicked. So it went from... <laughs> It went from no fewer than six locks and bolts to exactly six. And they're only locks, no bolts. No, no, no. Okay, here's the thing, though. No fewer than six? What do you mean? Like, you're looking at it. You can see I get if... I, I sort of... It sort of felt like... Um, almost like it was like a really dark and dirty, and like he couldn't even tell how many locks there were. But then he immediately knows there's exactly six. <laughs> so... Yeah, but it's like... No, no fewer than six is like a very specific thing to not be fewer than. Like, yeah. I heard him unlocking a lot of locks and bolts. Like at least half a dozen is yeah. a better is a better way to say that that is not so unusual. Yeah, six. Uh, once the food was gone, someone broke open the water bottle. They all slurped and yanked the bottle from one person to another. When the dripping water stopped, they tore open the plastic and licked the insides dry. <laughs> 
out of context, it's even crazier than it was in context, which I didn't think was possible. These are like some tweens that Sophia's kidnapped, and they uh, tear open Clark's bag lunch that he was given. Um, Why did they give him a bag lunch? Hey, guys, uh, you're doing a crime. You don't need to feed your crime victims. Like, it's so wild. It's like, like the- they tear the water bottle open like twice, <laughs> and you don't. The insides are dry. If the water bottle's empty, the insides are dry, you're putting more water on them by licking them than you would be getting off by licking them. <laughs> it's, what are you saying? Come on. Oh god, I hate it. I hate uh, it. So, at, for this next part to make sense, you have to know at some point uh, Sophie was referred to as the uh, queen bitch of this whole operation. Oh, right. Uh, That's and not so a this, thing. Well, that is at least the name of a song. Uh, it's a pop culture reference, sure. I get it. What, is, uh, what, what by whom? So here, uh, it's a David Bowie song. Uh, I felt my mouth drop open. Sophie Bitch Queen Atrixon. <laughs> you got your own thing wrong. <laughs> No, okay, that also makes me definitely think that it's not referencing that song, because if it was, he'd be like, oh yeah, that song I know, Queen Bitch. <laughs> but earlier, he does do it the right way around. Yeah, I so... think he's just like, what's a what's a thing, a superlative I can put in front of Bitch that will make them understand how Bitch she is? Yeah, oh, maybe queen. it was just a coincidence. Hey, hey, Clark, remember that the phrase, like, Queen Bee exists and, like, means what you're trying to say? Do you remember that? Gotcha. Uh, so I highlighted this um, because there's no way Clark should have known this information because it was information from the chapter Sophie wrote. Uh, the sent- I highlighted the last sentence of this paragraph. The whole paragraph reads, I rested my head as often as possible because it hurt so badly. I hoped Sophie would be angry at Leo for hit- hitting me. Then again, I doubt she really cared. She just wanted a show. You don't know that she just wanted a show because she hasn't introduced the part of it that's a show yet. But I guess, <coughs> since oh, this God. is being written afterwards, this could just be an allusion to what is about to happen. Jeff, my lungs are shutting down. They can't, All right. <clears throat> they can't be a part of this anymore. A kid sat by the door to listen for guards. They didn't bring any food, which left me feeling hungry, but I didn't complain. We were safe to work the entire day. No, you what? weren't. You no. didn't know until the day ended that you had the entire day to work. Yeah, uh, he's I was the kids out of the basement, <laughs> by the way, audience. Uh, this I love. They go to that church, and then they're driven away from the church to where all those kids and the six locks are. And then the next day, he's driven a couple of hours back to the church. Why didn't what? you just have the kids in the basement of the church or something? Why what? did they drive so many hours? Oh. He didn't even have to go to that other place. Like, Why? just keep them at the church. What are you doing? Hey, also, they, like, break open a window or something, and that's, like, how he's gonna, like, free these tweens. And then whoever comes down in the basement, again, I'm not looking at this. I just remember how insane it was. And they're, like, Clark's words are something like, oh, well, good thing that we, uh, broke open the basement that's in the the window that's in the corner of the basement, so the guard can't see it. What? Yeah, it's dumb and weird. What? And Ah! he just kind of leaves those kids to their own devices. He's like, Uh, I hope those kids got out. Yeah. Exactly. Here's the description of the church. Hundreds of candles set up around the pulpit. Large red velvet curtains hung from the rafters against the wall behind the candles, descending a hundred feet to just (laughs) inches above the floor. What? What? This is a ten-story tall church? What What? are you saying? What? This church doesn't have rafters a hundred feet high. That's insane. That's a that's a skyscraper. (laughs) 
<laughs> and also they're they make sure to be like oh it was an extremely old church hey guys in the like 1800s or whatever you're trying to say they like couldn't build 10 stories hey guys that's not it uh then xander's restrained the chains had been wrapped tightly around his body restraining his wrists to his chest i don't think restraining is the right word there yeah. oh god <laughs> this story is just uh, the gift that keeps on giving the yeah. enemy of my enemy is my friend i quoted sun Tzu. <laughs> Why did you do this? Why did you have to be the most pretentious and awful? Like, yeah. And then, then we get to the the more. title drop of the sequel. The type the sequel has been called this whole time. I dared my best friend to end my life. Uh, so you know, at some point, that someone's gonna make uh, Xander and Clark dare each other to kill each other. Uh, so they do, and then that whole thing pops off. They do a fake out, uh, and then. <sighs> Hernandez gave a couple of his guns to the girls, and Katie gave them the homemade Molotov cocktails. These are the, the the teen girls that bust into the church to rescue them. Why does this Why does this cop Hernandez just give a couple of his guns to some like homeless fifteen year old girls? Hey, also what uh, Hernandez? What are you doing? Um, why are like, you doing that? Why, why have you been doing all of this crazy stuff always, and like just being on who's ever side? It makes sense for the author. Ugh. Why? And then there's a little part here. So throughout all of this sequel, Clark has stressed that he doesn't recognize Katie anymore after her long ordeal. Her, him and Katie and Xander all hung out when Xander and Katie were dating before all the David stuff, and they were good friends, but now she's so standoffish. Then, he says, uh, Katie had her arm intertwined with Xander's. She was practically glued to him ever since we got there. Knowing the new Katie, I don't think she did it for herself. What? You've talked talked so much about how you specifically don't know the new Katie. What are you saying? And and that's the end of my notes. Okay. So at at the end, they like bust him out with whatever explosives and whatever. And also, no, no, we need to talk about this. So God, again, from memory, because this is so insane. They like, she's like, okay, you got to do a murder on each other. And they're like up on the stage and she holds out two knives and Xander goes to reach for a knife. And she's like, no, guest first or whatever. And then Clark's like, oh, well, I saw Xander reach for that one. And he probably knows what he's doing. So I'm going to grab this one. And guess what? Like, it's the a one, fake knife. The one that he grabs is a fake knife with a real blade in it. Yep. What? He's like, oh yeah, I saw Xander buy this knife on Amazon or whatever, and he like took the like blade out of the fake knife and replaced it with a real one. Excuse me? What? Yeah. So no, he, like, that, that part I was fine with. It was very dumb 80s action movie. Like, oh, the fake out death. Blah, he like opens his shirt. He's got a bulletproof vest. Oh, he was fine. Uh, but no, it, it was very obvious. That was fine, though. No, but no, 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 no. It's fine. The, the, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Jeff, because he's like, oh, yeah, I remember this knife that Xander bought on Amazon now that I've seen that it's fake because yeah. you saw it already. <sighs> what? Yeah, you were holding it for like five minutes while you're having this epic knife battle. And also, hey, guys, why does why did you get to choose the knife that you're doing the fight with? Because like they're yeah, why did Why didn't they just take like other knives instead of being like, oh, Xander brought these knives. Let's just use these ones. Yeah, and also, okay, no, 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 no. I remember this now, and I can't not talk about it. When Clark shows up, he has to, like, give him all his possessions and, like, put him on a table, and he sees two 
knives and a gun, and he's like, oh yeah, these must be Xander's possessions. What are you saying? You're saying that the only things your friend brought to this crime hideout were two guns and a, two knives and a gun? Yeah. Why? Well, that and makes also, sense. why would they just like leave him on the table? Because you're trying to escape from the crime doers. Well, no, he turned himself in, didn't he? Yeah, but I Or mean, did like, he pretend to get caught, like, I, so that they wouldn't think he was turned- I don't remember. No, he turned himself in so that he would- they would release his mom. Right. But I just, like, listen, uh, It's what? exhausting. It's- this is so much to keep track of, because none of it goes together, and there's so much of it, it's just a lot of bad. Uh, Alright, oh we're, we're at the end of this two and a half hour recording, and I think I'm gonna have to chop it up into, like, three episodes. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> so, thank you for being on. Um, yeah. What's the spookiest part of this story? How badly it was written. It's <sighs> so scary how much time and effort was put into this nightmare of a, like, Frankenstein story. I will admit, in the first part, I was a little disturbed by um, the sort of realistic ways in which David ruined his life initially. I was yeah. like, oh, this is a little troubling, because um, I've had a little, like, touch with sort of someone being obsessed with you and trying to, like, mess with you online. Yeah. Uh, and this sort of, like, triggered some of that fear response in me. Um, yeah, but obviously it gets, like, way worse. Uh, it's like and the also first part of the un first unbelievable, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, Jeff, but, uh, did I do it? Did I make the soon. longest episode in Creepypods to History? Even if I cut this one in half, it'll be very... This, like, my recording is at two hours and 20 minutes now. Yeah. Uh, Remember when I said the first time we recorded these three episodes, I was like, I'm here to prove that Judd's the one who made our episode so long. Well... Yep. Whoops. Guess what? <laughs> I didn't. Wrong. I didn't prove it. I proved the opposite. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Uh, so, where can the people reach you online in the ways that, to interact with you in the ways that you would like? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as Banana Xylophone if you want. I've been actually looking at it now. Or uh, you can find me on Snapchat as Banana Boat V3. Whatever. I'm on Twitter J3FK, Snapchat, and Instagram JeffJK, Patreon.com/slash/JeffJK. One dollar a month gets you a bunch of stuff. I assume my Patreon is still up at this point. Uh, I hope that I. I have the time to do it. Well, I want to post all these episodes and then record and like schedule all my Patreon posts so that the only thing I'll have to do is ship out physical rewards, which I don't have to do that many of lately <laughs> anyway. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to do that. I only have to get through September, October, November of super busy times, and then I'll have time to do more podcast stuff. But I still want to try and record as much podcasts as I can, maybe get all the way into January, if I can. We'll see. I know I have another three episodes coming up with uh, past guest Heather Gordon. I have um, another episode I'm going to record with Matt about a video game. Maybe another episode with Chris and Leah. Maybe an episode with um, Leah's sister and her friend. I was at a party with Chris and Leah yesterday and she expressed maybe wanting to be on the show. So I'll have already recorded it by the time this is out. But, you know, lots of fun episodes coming up. Uh, yeah. Lots to look also, forward to. Oh, I'm recording be, with be on the look. Be on the look for uh, Podpunk, a Warped Tour podcast. Yeah. coming mm -hmm. the next summer to a podcast app. Oh, you know what? Probably Pod Goes Punk would be a better... Amazing! Ugh, You've done it. Lo 
Whoops. Oh, uh, yes. No, that's got to be the name of one already, yeah. though, right? It can't. It can't be. It's like, why would we, why would anyone else, like, do it other than us? No results found for Pod Goes Punk in quotes. Yes. Wow. Tim, Tim, Tim. That's impressive Tim. that guys, no one guys. has ever said that phrase before. Everyone, it's uh, July 8th, 2018, and this belongs to Jeff and me. Don't, yeah, you can't have it. It's our goddamn trademark. You can't yes. do it. Uh, Great. TMTM. So uh, that's the end of this episode. Uh, I dared this author to ruin my life, and he's succeeding. <laughs> 